Welcome to Sunshine Studios, home of the Steve Piasecki Podcast. Dead Stripper is the first book in the Steve Piasecki series. But a word of caution before you continue. Dead Stripper contains explicit content, such as strong language and the depiction of graphic sex and violence, including murder. Therefore, this podcast might not be suitable for all audiences. Forewarned is forearmed. And now, into Chapter 15 of Dead Stripper, when we join Steve and Bernie as they're leaving the courthouse after Bernie sprung Steve from a pair of detectives who are convinced that Steve's a drug dealer. Then Jess picks up Steve, and he has to explain why the cops banged on the door and dragged him away like that. Scene 51. A few minutes later, inside the media courthouse. Bernie and I are walking through the main lobby, one floor above where the interrogation just took place. We pass through a metal detector, spin through revolving doors, and start down the marble courthouse steps. I don't know where to start, I say. All I can say is, thanks, Bernie. Thanks a million. All in a day's work. The way I see it, young man, they have no evidence. They're just trying to rattle you into making some sort of confession. Cross my heart, Bernie. I don't have anything to confess. So it seems. You believe me, don't you? It never entered my mind, one way or the other. I swear, I'm telling the truth. Okay. Before you got here, they made it sound like they were going to arrest me. Fortunately, I was in my office when Mike called, right across the street. He reaches into a jacket pocket, produces a business card, and hands it to me. Young man, this is both hello and goodbye. Call my office at your earliest convenience and make arrangements to pay my bill. No problem. Good luck to you. He smiles. And stay out of trouble. Nothing personal, but I don't ever want to see you again. We reach the sidewalk, shake hands, then go our separate ways. Bernie crosses the street and keeps walking down the block. I step up to a hot dog stand on the sidewalk and buy a soft pretzel with mustard. And I'm eating the pretzel when my envoy pulls up. Jess is behind the wheel. She sees me standing next to the cart, stops, and rolls down the window. Want anything? I hold up what's left of the pretzel. No thanks. I put the last bite in my mouth and start chewing as I walk around the passenger side. Pretzel's gone by the time I open the door and climb inside. No kiss? She asks. Sorry, my mind's going around in circles. I lean across the center console and give her a peck on the lips. You taste like mustard. Gee, wonder why. I hate to bring it up, but what the fuck's going on? She puts the envoy in gear, gives it a little gas. We left her car in town the night before and drove back to my apartment in the envoy. So I have no clue where she parked. Where's your car? In the parking garage. Do you know where it is? I'm an Uber driver, remember? I pretty much know where everything is these days. Make a left at the corner. The garage is six blocks away. But because of one-way streets, we have to go all the way around the courthouse in the opposite direction and then drive back in the right direction. Seriously, she says, what's going on? I'm not sure. What do you mean you're not sure? I was never so scared in my life. The idea of cops knocking on your door and hauling you away was a nightmare I'll never forget. Technically, they didn't haul me away. They asked me if I wanted to go with them, and I agreed. It sure seemed like they hauled you away, and it seemed like they arrested you. After a while, that's how it seemed to me, too. What did they want? They said they wanted me to answer a few questions, but that was bullshit. They have some sort of hidden agenda. Like what? Here's everything I know. Ready? I've been ready for the last three hours. 
On the night I met you, about an hour before I picked you up, I was in South Philly near Geno's. You know where Geno's is, right? Of course, who doesn't? And I got a request for a ride from a topless club. Hmm, strip club. Hmm, interesting. What did this stripper look like? Dark hair. Dark hair, that's it. And pretty. Getting back to my original question. What happened with this stripper? Nothing. I picked her up and drove her home. So you just picked up this stripper and you drove her home. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I'm not trying to tell you anything. I'm telling you what happened. At least that's what I thought happened. But now, as it turns out, it's more complicated than that. How complicated? Pretty fucking complicated. She was loaded down with a bunch of things to carry. Like what? A makeup case and two shopping bags. Anyway, she asked me to help her carry the things. Why? Before I picked her up, she had a fight with a bouncer at the club. An old boyfriend. And he twisted her wrist. It was sore and swollen by the time we reached her building. So, nice guy that you are, you just volunteered to help her carry your things. No, I already told you. She asked me to help her. Whatever. Don't give me whatever. Don't ever give me whatever. Sorry. So, did anything happen with the stripper? Like what? You know exactly what I mean. Like what happened with you and me. Or like happened with you and Margot. No way. Scene 52. We reached the entrance to the garage, a tri-level. What should I do now, she asked. Pull in and drive to your car. It's on the third floor. If I pull in, you have to pay to get out. Big deal. She pulls inside the garage and stops at a machine. She presses a button and takes a slip out of the machine. The gate opens and she pulls inside. So where do the cops come into this? She starts heading toward the ramp leading up to the next level. They found her dead body the next day. She hits the brakes out of reflex. The envoy stops abruptly and the momentum carries our upper bodies forward. Her seatbelt and the steering wheel save her, but I need both hands against the dashboard to brace myself. Bad stop. Sorry about that. She taps the gas and we're moving again. How did she die? Sounds like she od So where do you fit in all this? The cops found out she left the club in an Uber, so they contacted Uber headquarters. And they found out I was the driver who took her home. That makes me the last person seen with her while she was still alive, and that makes me their prime suspect. Prime suspect to what? Selling the drugs that killed her. We reach the top floor. The spot's open next to her car. She, she pulls in, parks, then turns to face me. Did you? I can't believe you just asked me that. Do I look like a drug dealer to you? No, but people aren't always what they seem to be. Did I ever mention anything about drugs? No. Did I ever give you any indication that I was involved in drugs in any way, shape, or form? No. Did you ever see anything drug-related in my apartment? No. Then draw your own conclusions. But you never considered any of this important enough to mention it to me? There was nothing to mention, until now. She was just another ride two nights ago. I picked her up and dropped her off. Then I drove to Rosemont and picked you up. End of story. So why didn't they arrest you? My friend saved my ass. Your friend? Not your friend, my friend. That's what I call him, like it's his name, my friend. You know, one of the guys you met last night at Pinocchio's. One of the wrestlers. Which one? The good looking one. Oh. Uh, I called him and told him I was in jail, that I needed a lawyer. Next thing I know, the lawyer shows up, straightens everything out. How did he get there so fast? He takes care of the legal work for the wrestlers and his office is right across the street from the courthouse. 
Lucky for me, he was in his office when my friend called him. So now what happens? Nothing. It's over. As far as I'm concerned, none of this ever happened. So I'm going to New York tomorrow. New York? For what? The next step to getting published. Can I go with you? I'd love to go to New York with you. This is a business trip, not a sightseeing expedition. So the answer is no. Maybe next time. And that's the end of chapter 15. Join us next time for chapter 16, when my friend drops Steve off at 30th Street Station. Then Steve goes to Big Apple and knocks on the door, unannounced. See you next time.